Welcome to the Temple of Glory Community Church, where the Word of God is never compromised. At this time, our pastor, Bishop Matthew Odom Sr., will deliver the message for the people of God. Please like, share, and subscribe to this message. The New Living Translation of Luke 5 and 27 reads thusly. It says, Later, as Jesus left the town, he saw a tax collector named Levi sitting at his tax collector's booth. Follow me and be my disciple, Jesus said to him. Watch this. So Levi got up, left everything, and followed him. The King James Version of that same text reads slightly differently. After these things, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said to him, follow me. Listen to the King James Version of verse 28. And he left all, rose up, and followed him. As a, as, as a preacher trying to be an orator, orator, you listen. You listen to that which precedes whatever message the Lord has given you. And so this morning, I'm listening to Brother Trey. I'm listening to Elder Turner. I'm listening to Overseer's Prayer. I'm listening to Reverend Clark's statement. And they all serve as confirmation. And maybe it's just a little thing, but you sit there or you stand there and you say to yourself, okay, God, I, I hear you. And such was the case this morning. Because what the Lord has given me to talk about, I, I think, uh, affects us, all of us, some capacity. My assignment this morning is to tell anybody that's listening, God is hiring. God is hiring. I'm very proud today to stand before you and share truth regarding my stature or status as a servant of God, Reverend Clark. And I'm very proud to tell you that I got hired when I thought, Deacon Newbill, that, well, I shouldn't have been eligible. I didn't think that I had the skill set. And yet, 
was hired. I was hired. I don't have any felonies, but yet if you check my moral resume, it would appear, Mina, that I shouldn't even have been considered. I preach. I preach every chance I get. I preach to thousands. I'll preach to two. And my preaching isn't predicated on your praise because I was hired. <laughs> I remember where I come from. I remember what God has done for me. I often recollect, glow, what might have been, what could have been, what should have been. Lady Vanessa, I, I got sense enough to stand here and know I'm not deserving, but I was hired. I, I was hired. And for those of you that are watching by way of Facebook or streaming or whatever capacity, Another thing that I learned along the way is that God often endows us even before he hires us. Yes, supernaturally, he can, he can give you what you need to bring it to the surface, but it's already there. Spike Lee's epic, powerful movie, Malcolm X. Denzel Washington played the character role as a young Malcolm Little before his conversion to Islam. Came in contact, and this is historically correct, came in contact with a character by the name of West Indian Archie, who was a numbers runner, among other things. And in one of the conversations with his young protege, Archie gave out some numbers, and Malcolm quickly grabbed a pencil from behind his ear and began to write on paper and Archie said, no, we don't do that. Never write it down. Remember it. Because if you never write it down, they'll never have evidence. And Malcolm learned from that how to use his memory, how to express himself, how to stay sharp. And later in life, those gifts that he found that he had, even when he wasn't under the discipleship uh, of his leader, those gifts came to the forefront. And the same thing applies to you and me. There are some things that God has endowed you with. Let me put it this way. Whether you know it or not, you too are hiring material. I dare you to look at your neighbor, if you can, and tell them, I got hired, I got hired, I got hired. 
We begin this message, Deacon Stacy, by quoting our master on another occasion when he ministered to his disciples. In the Gospel of Mark, you don't have to turn there, chapter 8 and verse 36, Jesus said, and what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? You remember it like this. What, what does it profit a man if he should gain the whole world and, 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 and lose his soul? In, 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 in my almost 40 years in ministry, I've, I've learned that so many people exhaust all of their energy and all of their resources seeking only the pleasures of this world. Stay with me. They live their lives concerned only with satisfying their temporal or their present needs. They only pursue the things that satisfy their carnal cravings and do not take into consideration the need for eternal security. Elder Prince, Jesus teaches us that living only to please the flesh, looking for the answers that come through possessions, that come through positions and power, they're all futile when it comes to matters regarding eternal life. And we lose sight on that. Ma Lillian, I don't think we think enough about life after death. Because even if things aren't the way you want them to be now, there is still a promise that awaits every believer. I think it's summed up in the, in the song that says, when I get through tolling down here, out in the sunshine and out in the rain, I'm going home to be with Jesus. Won't that be grand? Ah. We must come to realize that whatever we have or whatever we accomplish on earth is only temporary. It cannot serve as an exchange for your soul. You, you ain't got enough money to buy a spot in heaven. You don't have enough degrees behind your name to exchange it for a glory seat. It doesn't matter who you know down here. You don't know Jesus in the pardoning of your sins. Ah, hallelujah. And so the question of the morning then is, 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 is this. Are you still satisfied in your pursuit of this world's pleasures? Or have you come to the realization that your pursuit of God and his righteousness has to supersede your quest for earthly pleasures? You can have the house. You can have the car. You can have the quote-unquote prestige. You can actually be praised by men. But is it well 
with your soul. Take a breath. Just t take a hard breath right now. Because one of these days, it's going to be your last one. And when you take that last breath on this side, then what of your soul? They're hiring. Our text today reveals a wonderful narrative about a man who accepted Christ and made the decision to forsake the things of the world and follow him. Luke introduces us to this disciple named Levi, who was also named Matthew. This disciple, Elder John, is credited with writing the first gospel of the New Testament. But the beauty of the narrative, before I bore you to sleep, the beauty of the narrative is about noticing the type of person Levi was before his conversion. We must take note of what Levi did before he accepted Christ. As his Savior. I'm going to say that again because I need everybody, even the older folk, to grab a hold of this. We need to take note of what Levi did, the type of person Levi was before Christ. Levi before Christ. Matthew before Christ. Gene before Christ. Daddy. Before Christ, Kevin, Brittany, Annette, before Christ, Stanley, before Christ, Calvin, before Thor, before Christ, Wit, before Christ, you, before you came into the knowledge, Brandy, before Christ, Nisi, before Christ. Even though what Levi did was probably illegal on many levels, hmm, from a temporal perspective, Levi had a very good life. Levi had an extremely lucrative life. Levi was living large. He was banked up. Levi had money. Where my church at? Levi, Levi, Levi was living good. Hmm? Levi, Le Le Levi didn't worry for anything, didn't want for anything. He was probably stealing, was probably embezzlement, was probably extortion, but he was living good. Levi before Christ. What did you used to do before? wished I had 23 folk in here right now that, that, that could honestly say, Lord, I'm so glad I'm saved now. Life before Christ. Can I get any witnesses here? Before Christ. Before Christ. Huh. In accepting Christ, Levi ended up walking away from the worldly riches that he'd grown accustomed to. 
This is of great significance this morning because it allows us to see that the Lord can use anyone to accomplish his will. Even those of you who may not think like me, but you're deserving. Matthew or Levi represents the man or woman who is looked upon with judgmental disdain. Is looked upon with scorn. Let's ponder this. Levi represents this morning the addict. He represents the moral degenerate. He represents the ethical scum, the murderer, if only by tongue, if only by tongue. See, there's some murderers in the building right now. Oh, come on, don't act like you that deep. Don't tell nobody, don't tell, just look straight ahead and say amen. But you shot some folk down with that thing in your mouth. You've assassinated by phone. Some try to assassinate by Facebook. We have tried to cut folk down on Instagram. We, 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 he represents the murderers. He represents the liar. He represents the whore. The manipulator. And anyone else with a shady or a suspect lifestyle. Especially those of you that won't say amen this morning. Levi represents me. Because unlike some of you with halos on your head, my life has in many ways been anything but ideal. God saved me, and he saved me from some stuff. God saved me. He saved me from some people. I preach to myself. I'm used to it. Levi made a decision and despite his past and the type of life he had lived, he made a conscious decision to follow Jesus. He was a tax collector for the Roman government. He had made himself quite wealthy stealing monies and fattening his pockets. Life for him was sweet even though a lot of folk hated him. And yet with all of the sweetness with all of the money, something was missing. I wish, I wish, I wish this was back in the olden days, because then I could preach for 45 minutes and y'all would stay with me. But can anybody, can anybody recollect those days when you thought life was good and you was doing, you were popular and folk liked being around you and enjoyed your company, you was dressed to the nine, you had a bank roll, you had a rubber band on it in your pocket, you was doing what you was big enough to do, you was in this club, you was in that social event, you was hanging with the big boys, you was talking, you was, you was making it rain, ha ha ha, you was doing everything you wanted to do and yet, Something was missing. Am I talking to anybody? You ever been, you ever been, I'm talking about me now, so don't you take offense. You ever been sitting in the club and the music was 
banging and everything was right and you found yourself wandering off in a place not wondering not understanding what's going on I'm supposed to be having the time of my life everything is right the, 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 the music is right the drink is right the company is right and yet something's missing But I would be noticed something regarding Levi's actions, and I'm going to get out of your way. He made the decision to follow Jesus. My boy and y'all. He made the decision to follow Jesus. And now, he writes about himself in the first gospel, in the gospel of Matthew. But here in Luke's telling of the conversion, there's something different. And I, that's why I read both texts. In verse 28 of the King James Version, the Bible says, and he left all, rose up, followed him. Now, I'm, I, I need to go back to the text so you can see it. In the King James Version, in the King James Version, in verse 27, after these things went forth, saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom, and he said unto him, follow me. In other words, I'm hiring. Follow me. That's the application. Follow me. That's all that's, all that's required. Follow me. There, there, there's nothing else that goes along with, with it. Follow me. Look, look at this, y'all. Follow me. And in the King James Version, the Bible says in verse 28, that Levi left all, rose up, and followed him. Jesus said, follow me. Levi left all, rose up, followed him. I need us to take note of the order of Levi's actions as he pursued the Savior. The first thing he did, according to the King James Version, is he left all. That's the first thing he did. He left all. Y'all see that? He left all. And then he rose up. He left all, but then he rose up. So many times, particularly in the church, we want to rise up. Before leaving all. Come on, y'all. Notice the order. Jesus said, follow me. Levi left all, rose up, followed him. One, two, three. And so many times in the contemporary church, before we leave all, we want to rise up. Yeah, 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 we, we, we want to rise up. We want to rise up. We seek to rise up without having left anything. We're in a hurry to rise up. We want to be recognized. We want to be applauded. We want to be seen. We want to be ordained. We want to call up. We want to be elevated. But we never want to leave anything behind. 
We don't want to leave the habits. Come on, church. This is all I got today. I'm sorry. We don't want to leave the attitude, but we want to rise up. We want to rise up with the habit. We want to rise up with the attitude. I'm no longer brother. I'm now deacon. I'm now minister. I'm now elder. And I still got nasty attitude. We don't leave nothing, but we want to rise up. But if you look at the New Testament scriptures, and I'm done, you clearly see all of the things people left behind when they started following Christ. Question, before I read this short litany, anybody in here had to leave something behind? Anybody, anybody in here know what it is to let go of some things? That was the prayer that Overseer prayed earlier. You got to learn to let go of some things. How you going to rise up and hold on to it? See, you want your cake. You want to eat it too. I'm somebody in the church and I'm still holding on. I ain't left nothing behind. All through the New Testament, we can see where folk that started following Jesus left some stuff behind. The fishermen left their nets to follow Jesus. The woman at the well in John chapter 4 came with a water pot. But guess what? When she met Jesus, you got to leave the widow at name. It's this same gospel of Luke, I believe it's chapter 7, her only son died. Charles Zetta, her only son died. But when Jesus met the funeral, the widow of Nain left her son's casket right there. You know why? Because Jesus took the son by the hand and lifted him up and he went back home with his mama. You start following Jesus, you leave some stuff behind. Here's my favorite one in John chapter 11. Jesus is called to the home of Mary and Martha because Lazarus has died. And Lazarus has been in the grave for four days when Jesus gets there. But guess what Jesus does? After he prays, he looks up to heaven, he tells the Lord, thank you. And then he does this overseer. He calls Lazarus by his name. Lazarus got up and came out of the grave. And you know what happened when he came out of the grave? Jesus told the people, loose him and let him go. Lazarus left them grave clothes right there at the grave. I'm, I'm going to my seat. I, I, I see Jesus. I, I see Jesus at the home of, of, of Simon and, and, and Mary comes with an alabaster box and, and that box is filled with an expensive perfume but, but she wants to worship the Lord and she doesn't care who sees her. I think I'll say that over here. She wants to worship arms and she doesn't care who sees it and she breaks the alabaster box and she pours the ointment on Jesus and guess what when the worship is over she left bits and pieces of that alabaster box right there
I had a cousin by the name of Bartimaeus sitting on the side of the road. He was blind, and because he was blind, he begged all the time. But because he couldn't see, his other gifts were, 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 were more keen and he heard the people and all of the revelry and he raised the question Stephanie what's going on they told him that Jesus of Nazareth was about to pass by and the Bible says that Bartimaeus got really loud calling on the Lord calling on the Lord calling on the Lord and the Bible says when Jesus got within earshot he stopped and the people said, Bartimaeus, you need to be quiet. That's the master. He ain't got time for you. And what they failed to realize was he was exactly who Jesus had time for. And that's why I praise him today. Because you might look at him as all of that. But I see him as somebody that's got time for a wretch like me. So Bartimaeus kept on screaming, kept on yelling kept on hollering and Jesus said bring him here and do you know what sister Hall when, when they told Bartimaeus that Jesus said the master wants you to come whatever he was wearing the outer garment the Bible says he took it off because he didn't want it to be a hindrance sometimes you've got to leave anything that's going to be a hindrance. You got to be willing to put it behind you. You got to be willing to let go of some things. Y'all ain't helping me. People who God uses the greatest are people that are willing to leave some things behind. Thank you so much for listening in to the Temple of Glory podcast. I know the word have been a blessing to you. We'll see you again soon.